Life isn't about avoiding the bruises. It's about collecting the scars to prove that we showed up for it. Join Nikki Seberini for the next hour as she explores heroism through illness. There is a warrior inside each of us. This is LifeLinks with the DL Link. LifeLinks is a funding initiative of the DL Link. Well, welcome to the show, um, the DL Link show on 101.9 High FM. I hope that you are well. I hope that you are staying well hydrated and cool because it is hot in the city of Joburg. And if you are not listening from Joburg, if you're listening from somewhere else, you know, this is probably as good as it gets in terms of weather. And we are so blessed. So, yeah, we've got a fabulous show lined up for you. I hope that you are well. I hope that you've had a superb day so far. You know, last week I um, I had Salome Mayer, who is the CEO of the Cancer Alliance, on the show. And we were discussing World Cancer Day, which took place um, on the 4th. And we were discussing the Close the Care Gap campaign um, that is being focused on. And it's looking at a whole lot of regulation and it's looking at regulations and it's, you know, Salome, um, Salome explained so well this institute that they're going to be opening, ensuring that everyone has equal um, access to healthcare, that the funds are, are used correctly. And we're going to be continuing with this um, discussion, Close the Care Gap, but we're moving in the area of smoking because there are um, tobacco control bills, new bills which are being introduced. Um, and we want to know how this is going to impact us, why it's happening and how it's going to be rolling out. So I have Dr. Sharon Niyatsanza, who's Deputy Director of the National Council Against Smoking, um, and she is going to be sharing more with us. Doctor, welcome and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for making time for this important conversation. It is such an important conversation. You know, I, I, I would like to think that South Africa is really progressive in terms of smoking laws, yet things seem to be changing. Perhaps there's not enough, but we know that that I mean, you know, things have changed so dramatically, certainly in the in the past 20 years. Um, it was quite funny. I went to a restaurant not so long ago and I was sitting outside and someone was smoking and it just seemed so alien. I just was not used to sitting at a table and having someone smoking. Um, and I, for one, um, really uh, am so grateful for that. If you can tell us, um, doctor, in, in terms of this close the care gap in looking looking at rolling out um uh, you know uh, uh, cancer treatments and early detections and all of that that's going to be taking place with this close the care gap where does this new tobacco control bill full fit into this so yes uh you know you know as you say south africa south africa was progressive though in terms of smoking laws, but not so, uh, you know, we're not really progressive anymore. In, in wow. fact, if you just compare with African states, um, just in the region, we are one of the countries with the least developed tobacco control laws. And actually, we also have the highest smoking rates in Africa. Really? So, uh, yes, we have the highest smoking rates in Africa, which is really unfortunate <laughs> because a lot of progress had been done around the 1990s, about 32 percent of people used to smoke and then that dropped to around 20 percent around the 2000s but what happened is without a new law without an updating of the law the the smoking rate started to stagnate and still recently still last year we're starting to see an uptick 
also with the introduction of vapes, introduction of hubbly bubblies, you know, all these new innovations, we're starting to see, you know, all that had been done is being undone now because of the new innovation and uh, because of the law, laws that are really backward and not keeping up. Yeah, wow, I never so, knew that. That's incredible. Yes, so uh, the tobacco control bill and, you know, it fits very well into the the cancer programs that are being rolled out because the birth control bill focuses firstly on prevention, on preventing the cancer uh, because we, we all know, for example, that prevention is cheaper than cure. We can't mm-hmm. have a system that focuses on, on cure when it doesn't actually deal with prevention. So when we have tobacco, a, a, a better tobacco control law uh, focusing on reducing smoking rates, focusing also even on reducing initiation rates, we actually contribute to reducing cancer cancer cases firstly and also because you now mentioned something very critical when you're sitting outside someone is smoking the tobacco control be also trying to reduce the exposure to second hand smoke and we know for example that second hand smoke is as harmful as you know all the direct smoke that is that a normal smoker actually inhales so, so one can actually get cancer from second hand smoke at the same time we have a lot of cancer patients who are actually trying to recover and are unfortunately being exposed to second hand smoke and that kind of actually just undoes and really is a negative effect. It's a negative effect on their treatment and their progress as well. Hmm. So, so Doctor, how is this going to be, this new tobacco control bill? What does it look like? I know that um, you're obviously wanting um, public to get involved. There's this provincial public consultation um, happening, going to be happen, happening. What are you wanting from the public um, and how is that rolling out and how how can we um, take part in it? So it definitely is. So currently they, they are provincial public hearings which has been taking place. Last weekend um, Parliament was in Western Cape and uh, we're not sure yet when they're going to be going to Kwasu Natal and then Northern Cape. So it's still really a long process but really I think one key um, you know something that I would really really appreciate from the public is public engagement for the public to voice out their concerns around smoking, uh, for the public to support this tobacco control bill because it's very important as we know that uh, when government is making laws, it has to consult the public. So it's part of public participation. It's required by the constitution. And when we don't have public, which is actually supporting the law, that can actually derail the law. Because, for example, we know that tobacco companies which have, um, you know, monetary interests in in this trade, they always will be present at uh, these kind of hearings, trying to actually, um, you know, derail, delay the bill. But I also think it's important for people to know why the bill is important. And what is in the bill, like you were talking about? And one of the key, um, I want to talk probably about three three key things about this bill is that firstly, it regulates the e-cigarettes, the vapes. Um, currently, they are not regulated at all in South Africa. No one knows, for example, what the ingredients. Um, we don't know, for example, the nicotine content is. So the law will actually step in to regulate. It won't ban the vapes. So adults can still use it. But by regulating, we're trying to reduce the number of kids who are starting to use vapes. And we know already that in South Africa, this is becoming a concern in the education, education uh, you know, sectors. They are voicing concerns that they are seeing a high number of kids who are vaping. So regulating, including where it can be sold, how it's packaged, how it's marketed, we're trying to reduce the number of kids who start to vape. Um, and, the second, 
And a second key thing is that it introduced picture picture warnings. So for example, right now we know in South Africa in on the cigarette box you will see, for example, a warning label that says smoking may cause cancer. But other countries, over over 40 countries in the world, already have now started to introduce picture warnings. So it won't just say smoking may cause cancer, but it will give you a picture of what that means. So that really raises public uh, awareness. At the same time, it, the aim is trying to stop the tobacco companies from using a pack, the packages as a marketing tool. Um, so trying to use the package instead from a public health perspective to say, Let's let's educate people. Let's give people the correct information. And I think the third thing that I wanted to mention that also would be of interest to your listeners is that the bill introduces what we call 100% smoke-free public indoor areas. So, for example, if you go to a restaurant right now, you may see a smoking section in the you know in the public. But when this law actually is put into place, all those places like restaurants, all the public indoor areas become 100% smoke-free. No smoking will be allowed in those spaces. And it even goes a step further to say, for example, in uh, shared housing, I think we know now there's a lot of apartments. In common spaces, let's say, for example, clubhouses, smoking won't be allowed. And I think the whole aim there is trying to empower those non-smokers, for them to have a law that um, you know empowers them, that protects them, that allows them to even complain. For example, at the National Council Against Smoking, we get a lot of complaints from, from people staying in apartments. So someone may say, you know, my neighbor smokes in such a way that I can't even stay in my in my apartment. Or, um, you know, my child has this disease or my family has this disease and they're struggling already. Or asthma and my neighbor smokes in, in an unreasonable way. The bill introduces a measure which says no one can smoke in a way that unreasonably affects another person. So that is, um, you know, one key way that the bill also tries to step in to um, protect public health and protect non-smokers. Wow. Okay. Thank you for explaining that so clearly. We're going to break it down a little bit because uh, uh, these are these are three important points that you brought up, um, Doctor. Before we get there, I know that we're going to have um, an ad break in just a moment. Um, but I'd like to focus on this secondhand smoking because everything for well, certainly the third one falls in line with the secondhand smoking. The X when you are, um, you know, when you are exposed to smoke um, secondhand, what could happen? What are the dangers? Um, and also if you and we're going to talk to this after with the, the ad break. And also, is it the same when it comes to vaping. So we, we know that there are lots of restrictions, you know, in most restaurants you can't smoke, but there usually is an area outside where people can smoke. Vaping, people seem to be able to vape wherever they go. I don't know what the law is around that. Maybe we can talk about that. And I think it's very important to be regulating these vapes. But just, I, I really want to focus on the secondhand smoking, which is why that third point in terms of this bill, um, you know, uh, the affecting the smoking, affecting another the person is so important. So, Doctor, a quick break, and we're going to be right back. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Well, welcome back to the show, The Deal Link Show, where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination. And um, I just want to, before we return to our guest, Dr. Sharon Nyatsanza, who's the Deputy, Deputy Director of the National Council Against Smoking, before we get back to the doctor, I want to ask you a question. You know, what kind of person are you? Are you the person who 
um, just accepts things the way they are. Do you complain a lot and hope that others will change or do you step up and do things? You know, when you have to do things, when you have to sign things, when you have to fill in forms, when you have to attend public meetings, community meetings, do you do it or do you hope that someone else will do it? We're having a really important discussion today. Um, there was World Cancer Day um, and I had a word with Salome Mayer last week, who's the CEO of the Cancer Alliance, talking about close the gap, the care gap, highlighting the significant inequities that persist across the globe in the availability of and access to essential cancer services. And this tobacco regulation falls within it. Um, just before the break, um, I was asking our guest um, about secondhand smoking. Now this bill, um, they are wanting public opinions. Um, there are provincial public hearings happening. They want to know what you think. Hence the question, what kind of person are you? You know, do you hope everyone else will do the right thing? Do you hope everyone else will make sure that the right rules and laws are passed? Or are you going to be an active participant in your life? I personally like to be an active participant as much as I can. I am certainly guilty at times of of being lazy, but I really hope that this conversation will ignite something within you um, when it comes to this new tobacco control bill and the, the part that you can play. So, Doctor, just before the break, I asked about the secondhand smoking, and I don't think we can, you know, under under um, value the 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 danger um, that there is in terms of secondhand smoke. If you can just speak to that, please. And also, is there any danger in terms of the vaping, these whew, these clouds of kind of smoke when people vape? So, yes, uh, I think that's a very interesting question because some people sometimes uh, perceive secondhand smoke not as dangerous as the smoke itself. Uh, you know, so, what makes smoking dangerous is because the smoker is inhaling all this chemicals, over 7,000 chemicals, over 40 which are known to cause cancer. And the same chemicals, 7,000 chemicals, over 40 which cause cancer, are the same chemicals in secondhand smoke. So there's no difference. So secondhand smoke is as dangerous as smoking itself. So we know, for example, that smoking really can cause, I don't, you know, it would spend the whole day trying to pinpoint hit everything that smoking yeah. causes from cancer, from heart diseases, a lot of diseases. Almost the whole body can be affected by smoke. So even if you are a secondhand smoker, the same thing applies. Mm. So it's not only harming the people who are smoking, it's also harming those who are exposed to it. And for example, some people would think, you know, I can smoke in the house before my kids come from school and then, you know, I can just uh, maybe spend an hour, open the windows. But smoke is actually invisible. So there is that one, you know, that's the smoke that we smell closely and the smoke that we see with our natural eye. But smoke actually lingers on in the, in the premises or in the house, for example, for hours. So it really is dangerous. And now we're starting to even um, get hold uh, of information around what they even call third-hand smoke. So the smoke that's still leading us on, on the carpets, on the walls, also is still harmful. So wow. someone, you did mention something about what about uh, smoking sections. So what science is showing and reason why this bill is now being passed is that partitioning and sectioning does not work. Because I think one of uh, a very good um, example was given in terms of swimming pools, right? If someone urinates on one side of the pool, you can't really stop that from going to the other side of the pool. And that really <laughs> is a good example for secondhand smoke. In Indeed. Pretoria, 
in, yeah, in Pretoria, a study was done and they actually saw that even in the non-smoking sections, there are high levels of smoke because the ventilation is not enough and the door is opened here and there when people go in and out, it still is not enough to protect the second end, the, you know, the second end and non-smokers. So the only way is to try and avoid secondhand smoke at all because it is as dangerous as direct smoke itself. And then you ask a very important question around vaping. And I think that's why the bill also is important because vaping is not tobacco. Vaping uses nicotine and other liquids to create this vape, the, you know, the, what the cloud that you see. So because it's not tobacco, it's not regulated within the current law. And that is why we see the high number of use. People can use it anywhere, the flavors, the smells. Because but it's not regulated. Mm -hmm. And that is why it's important for this bill to come in to start to regulate. How harmful is, is vaping? There's a lot of debate around how harmful it is. So there's no debate that is harmful. It is harmful, but there's a debate. There's a lot of debate around how harmful is it. And unfortunately, what the WHO is, is, is finding out is that it's very difficult for, for us to even quantify the harm for vaping. Because it differs from device to device, from brand to brand, from battery, from how worn out it is, etc. There are so many variables with, uh, with vapes, which is different from cigarettes, almost look the same, almost are operated the same. But with vaping, there are just so many uh, variables that are coming with it. But the short-term evidence shows that it is already harmful. It is linked to high risk of strokes, of heart diseases already. So it already is harmful. Um, I think one of the debates that happened is in terms of how harmful it is. Someone says, is the example of saying, if you jump from a fifth floor and jump from a seventh floor, a tenth floor, you're going to die, most likely. Mm. So it's, so those are the issues that are coming up in terms of how harmful is it, but it is harmful. And in terms of second-hand smoke for vaping, it also is too harmful because it still has nicotine in it sometimes. There's a lot of metals, a lot of fine particles of things that we do not yet understand. If you remember, with smoking, it took over 50 years for people to really get to a point where they said, you know, smoking kills. Every, you know, 50% of people will smoke, die from smoking. But for vaping, it's a newer product, and that's one of the factors as well that makes it complicated. It's newer, many variables. Obviously, we don't expect it to take as, as, as much as 50 years, but already... We're starting to see the effects, and if I don't know if you guys, you guys have been following, for example, the the social media or SABC around Hubli, for example, that you know there are young people around twenties were starting to get admitted into hospitals because of using Hubli tablets. So it mm -hmm. still is harmful, and we need to regulate. And when we're saying regulate, we're trying to strike a balance because we can't stop people from using it. Yes, we understand that, but we have to try and stop the young kids as much as possible to to actually. We don't want them to start. A, a professor at UCT, when he was doing his research in Western Cape, he found out that 30% of high school students were vaping in the schools that he did service in. And it was so worrying because 20% of those kids were saying that every day when they wake up, they have to vape. They can't go through the first mm -hmm. one hour without vaping. Mm -hmm. They can't go through a school day without vaping yeah. because they are addicted yeah. to this nicotine. Yeah. So it really is a concern, and uh, we hope that South Africa moves urgently to regulate these products. 
Wow, doctor, so important. And um, yes, the vaping is a very, very big problem. And as you say, if it's unregulated, we simply don't know what people are taking into their system. And it is highly, highly, highly addictive. Um, and I'm wondering, you know, as you say, there isn't that much research out at the moment. So in terms of regulating vapes, how would you know, um, you know, what would you be basing the regulation on in terms of what, what, what the, what the, what it comprises of and and how would you be moving forward with something like that mm. so in terms of vaping you know i wouldn't say that there's not much research i would say even i think that's, that's one of the challenges now with the, the world that we live in you know knowledge is increasing at a fast pace there's a lot of research around vaping and the same way that public health people doctors are, are doing research on vaping the same way as well as the vaping industry also is generating evidence to counter that uh-huh. uh that evidence showing harm, uh, for example, they would argue that it helps people to quit smoking, etc., etc. And that has been really a challenge because, for example, we know we have SAPRA in the country and SAPRA regulates medicines. And if, for example, if it was registered as a cessation tool, we then would go through SAPRA and get approved. But when it was introduced into the country, the vaping industry argued that it was not a, it was not a cessation tool, it was only a consumer product. So that kind of thing. But now, right now, we do know that in the public uh, space, in the media, we've had the sentiment of uh, as vaping being used as cessation too. Um, but we know that when it registered, the industry did not want to go through the SAPRA hurdles, so they say it's not a cessation too. So in terms of regulating, um, currently what we know is that WHO, for example, has made recommendations. And in its recommendations, it clearly states out that countries that don't ban vaping must regulate vaping as closely as possible to tobacco products. So the mm-hmm. same kind of uh, measures in terms, for example, include, uh, for example, including where you can smoke it, where you can vape. You won't be able to vape where you can't smoke. I think we've seen, for example, places like the How Train, where you can't vape. You can't smoke, you can't vape. In the aeroplanes, you can't vape, you can't smoke. So those are mm-hmm. some of the regulations that are coming in. We're going to start to look at the packaging of the product. Um, we're going to start to look at even the flavoring, right? Because we have, we have so many flavors, including things like bubble gum, things like cocomelo as a flavor. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the concern now is who is that targeted at? When you have green, light green vapes, some some look like some that look like toys, de- design yeah. packaging. <gasps> who are we targeting? Oy. Oh, scary. <laughs> yes. So, you know, regulating Trusting. some of those things like advertising, marketing, uh, packaging, making sure that they, they are winning labels in terms of, for example, the contents, they are, they are the, I think the, the, the low hanging fruits are things like nicotine content. How much nicotine is in this product? Because, for example, we know that some of the vapes already have double the amount allowed in cigarettes because not regulated. So, those are some of the things that. The, you know the regulations when they come in they will start to they will start to kind of apply similar um you know uh, regulations that have been used with similar products before and in terms of contents that has to be an ongoing process and that is really is concerning as i said there's so many variables and it's a concern about how even our capacity some of the some of our countries do how, how capacity are we to keep with the trends to keep checking the contents of uh, of apes yeah. sure Wow, wow. So, Doctor, this is an important bill, this new tobacco control bill, very, very important. You are conducting these provincial public hearings at the moment. What would you like to tell our listeners if you need them to get involved? If so, how do they get involved? What is the step moving forward? 
So yes, um, so we as the National Council of the Smoking were just, you know, a CSO supporting and advocating for this bill to be passed. But the parliament is the one who's right now holding uh, provincial public hearings. Uh, specifically, the Portfolio Committee on Health uh, is hosting this public hearing. So if someone even follows the parliament website, they will see the latest days. But I know that can be overwhelming. Um, mm-hmm. So we as the National Council of Guinness Smoking, together with our partner like Cancer, the Cancer Alliance, for example, where Salome is from, who we were with last week, we have a campaign called the Predator on Next campaign. So if you just search for Predator on Next, whether uh, it's on Twitter, whether it's on um, you know Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, even if you just search www.predatornext.co.za, you will see all the latest updates in terms of these public hearings and every other campaign that um, is linked to this bill or linked to smoking and trying to uh, you know, prevent people from starting to smoke, trying to help people to stop smoking as well. Um, you see all those things when you follow Predator Next. It's Predator Next um, on all those handles, on all those platforms. Well, thank you, Doctor. I'm going to encourage our listeners to go to those um, sites, and they can start off at the National Council Against Smoking, or they can go obviously to the Cancer Alliance and follow and get information because it's really, really important. As I said, we've got to do things; otherwise, we leave it up to other people to do things, and then we complain when it doesn't go the way we want it to. So active participation is what I say. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us and for, you know, explaining everything so clearly, those three pointers. Um, We really appreciate you spending time with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Thanks, and you too. Bye-bye. Dr. Sharon Inyatsanza, who's the Deputy Director of the National Council Against Smoking. Um, and really, really important. I don't know about you, but these vapes are, it almost, smoking almost looks a little bit outdated, and it's all about the vaping, the cool vaping, highly, highly addictive, as the doctor was saying, with all of these different flavors, and flavors, I mean, bubble gum, who's that for? Little kids? Um, it's really, really concerning um, so there needs to be regulation around, around the the vapes um, also then looking at the cigarette boxes the picture warnings instead of just words the actual pictures and then of course the um, the last one being um, these hundred percent smoke free um, zones um, and that's for public interest and public health and public protection so I encourage you to go to the National Council against smoking and also visit the cancer Alliance and follow them and do whatever it is you can do really really important